Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. Trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. We may have done this one before, but we had a listener request for it, Robbie. But it would be weird if Brupolo was an Amory. Yeah, that would be really weird. Brewery, I don't know. Brewery? Brewery? That's something different. That, that's not coffee. <laughs> that's not coffee. Uh, but wherever you are in our great state, and of course, as the holiday season is getting closer, it's time to start looking on strangebrewcoffeehouse.com for some great gifts this holiday season. If you've got a coffee lover, hot chocolate uh, variety packs for the whole family, they've got it all, and it's right there. One-stop shopping at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. It's not really one-stop shopping when they have two locations, I guess, but College Corner is a great place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for this holiday season. You've got Bulldogs in the family. You want to get them new stuff. The place to do it is College Corner. Great name brands, great polos, a huge selection of baseball caps, which, you know, I was thinking about that today. We're only three months from the start of baseball season, so, you know, start looking ahead to that. And uh, just so much great stuff there. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starkville's best Mexican restaurant and Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. And it's just the place to go when you want something different. But it's, you know, it's also familiar. You want a taco. You know, you're thinking, hey, I want tacos tonight. I want Mexican. But I don't want the same old tacos that I can get at the other 1,626 Mexican restaurants in the city of Starkville. I want something different. So you go to Humble Taco, and you get a taco like you've never had before. Go grab a delicious bowl of salsa, all handmade, nothing nothing pre-processed or anything like that. Grab some queso, again, handmade, not pre-processed. Grab some tacos, grab a, a, a margarita. It's a great experience every time at Humble Taco. This holiday season... You're looking to add something special to your Christmas parties. A Firehouse Subs party platter is the way to go. That's the gift that everybody likes, including Santa Claus, who I've spoken to exclusively many, many times in the past. Listener of the show. Avid listener. Once told me, Brian, never go anywhere. I don't go anywhere for my Mississippi State information, but the thunder and lightning. You and Robbie, you stay on the nice list. Uh, I'm just telling you what the man said. So, 
wherever you are, you're near a Firehouse Subs for lunch, that's the place to go. And like I said, this holiday season, bringing a Firehouse Subs party platter to your Christmas party will make you a hero. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, and Madison, that is Firehouse Subs. It's Rumblings Day, Robbie Falk, which means we are turning it over to our listeners to get us through this week. We have got some great stuff today. Great questions, I think. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm always ready. I was was born ready. Here we go. Brian McDuff. Can Texas A&M move Jimbo Fisher to coach Texas A&M Corpus Christi to start their football program without having to pay the buyout? $85 million could be useful for a new football program. Well, they wouldn't have $85 million because they're they're, they're not getting the buyout. But this is an interesting idea. Like, how ironclad is everything in that contract? Do you just work for the Texas A&M University system? Could they announce tomorrow that they are starting the Texas A&M Corpus Christi football program and transferring Jimbo Fisher to be in charge of that? And in the meantime, they will begin a coaching search for their new coach. Is there a connection? Like, are those two schools... Yeah, that's a, it's it's the same as like uh, UAB is UAB is part of the University of Alabama system. Technically, the University of Alabama is the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa, but it's not. I mean, it's not like MSU Meridian. Like it's, it's like MSU Meridian, but it's kind of it's a separate thing. Like they have their own athletic department, they have their own. But I think they all uh, operate under the Texas A and M umbrella. Umbrella. So my guess Interesting. is. Like I said, I don't know how it would work. I'm sure it's not possible. That's an interesting idea. He, he gets relegated. He gets relegated yeah. to Corpus Christi. No, no, and we he didn't to, fire him. We reassigned him. They they send him to an island. Yeah, he gets, he's like John the Revelator. <laughs> the next time you see Jimbo, he's got like a long beard and long hair. <laughs> he's like, I foretold that these things would happen. A new book of Revelation comes from Jimbo Fisher when he was on the island of his Corpus playbook Christi. is thicker than the book of Revelation. God, it's it's so painful watching him. Like he's got those glasses on. He's yeah. just like he's just ruffling through the. It's the, like somebody trying to put a presentation together, like they they weren't prepared for. They're, they're like searching through things. Got color tabs. Got his little and imagine how out there. Imagine how frustrating that is for players when he's trying yeah. to get that across. All right, here, here's what we got. Here's the offensive line call. Here we go. All right, it's on this paper. Now we got to get over to the wide receiver for paper. And here's yeah. what the routes you guys are going to run. And then the quarterback, you're going to run this route from this sheet of paper. Oh, God. <laughs> All that's missing is a pair of suspenders. That was actually a pretty good Jimbo. That was Fisher. pretty good. Jimbo is somewhere in between like Boomhauer. And just like your regular old country redneck guy. Yeah, yeah, kind of a little high pitch. A little high pitch, a little fast. It's got to be fast. I work I work for the man. I think I know something about him, okay? Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, what, what is, I, I don't know what the name is here. Gage and Geared ask us. Guys, y'all got to do better on these Twitter names. Like, just, just put your name on there. You're not that important. Gage and geared. That's what it says. What are your early predictions for Jan's performance in SEC play? I mean, if he gets to if he's five hundred, maybe a game above, I'll be I would be pretty pleased with that. Yeah, what would that be? Nine and nine and nine. Nine and nine. Yeah. I mean, take it. Year one. I don't think you can be too upset about that. No, I don't think so either. 
Uh, let's see here. Brogan Fairchild, have you thought about doing a preseason media poll for men's and women's basketball next year? No. No, I, I feel like it's... No, I haven't. I haven't thought about it. You just want to keep it in, in the football family. Keep it in the football. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where everybody has the most knowledge, I feel. Um, and then what can we learn from the loss to South Dakota State? So you watched that game in full last night. What do you think that State should take away from it? Um, you know, offensively, I thought they were a little stagnant. Not a little. I thought they were a lot stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of standing around, a lot of settling for threes. I thought that South Dakota State did a good job kind of sagging in the lane a little bit to make sure that there was no dribble penetration or anything coming from Mississippi State's post players, which Jessica Carter being out, I think, really disrupted that. Mm-hmm. And Purcell mentioned, too, Alana Smith being out disrupted that, too. She's kind of – you know, Anastasia Hayes is a, is a point guard, but so is Alana Smith. Mm-hmm. And she she's considered, you know, one of the leaders of the team, one of the ones that kind of sets the offense and all. I think her being in foul trouble hurt them a lot and just settled for a lot of three-pointers. I think they got to pull the reins back a little bit on those on those three-point shots because they were just – they were hurling them up there. Uh, now, a few more of those fall, and you a couple more of those fall, you win the game. Yeah. But, there were seven of 27, and they got out-rebounded by 17, I think. So, out of position on rebounding, they really need to work on that and need to work on their offensive sets. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, there we go. Our good friend and host, Steve Robertson, says, Dear friends, Robbie Falk and Brian Haydad, if you had to pick between Joel Coleman and Logan Lowry for the next AD, who would you pick and why? That's a good question. I think I have an answer. I want to hear yours. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with Joel because he's going to be a little more excited. Mm-hmm. You know, Joel would Logan's have going to be a lot more measured. Yes, Logan. Logan would be, I think, a great AD in like the the '60s '70s era, where you have like, which is a time frame that I think John Cohen would have been a really really good AD, like that that hard nosed. Yeah. Business like approach. Yeah. But I think Joel is days, more shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. I think these days you need a guy that's going to be going to have that, that, uh, you know, excitement about him. Not what saying would, that Logan is not exciting, but right. What I would say know. is I want Logan to run my business. I want Joel to be the face of my business. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah. Logan's the one making the key decisions. Joel is the one getting people excited about our product. That's what that's that's the difference in those two. Not that Joel, and, and that's sort of the same thing. Not that Joel isn't a smart guy and couldn't run a business, but Joel has the personality and the 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 the, 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 the effusive behavior. Logan is far more measured. So yeah, that, that that's that's how He's I'm. He's got personality. Personality. All right. What is your favorite Mississippi State football win over an FCS team? I know what my favorite loss is. Maine. (laughs) Is there another one to pick? Wasn't Troy FCS when the state lost to them? No, that was like their first year in FBS, I think. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Either way, it was embarrassing. I remember state beat uh, Southwest Louisiana, which is now. uh, Louisiana, you know, in Lafayette. Yep. That was the, the, that was, uh, like 87. Well, I think La Tech was FBS or division one at that point, division one, a, 
when State beat them in the Tekken tenure. I'm going to go with Mullen's first win over Jackson State. Yeah. That was a great that, that game. It was like, that, it didn't matter. Games. didn't matter who they played against. People just wanted to see some excitement. Came out and right. ran the wide receiver pass like right, right off the but bat. But you had the extra bonus of it was Jackson State. They brought a ton of fans. The sonic boom was awesome. That was a fun day. That's my vote. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. All right. This might be controversial. What is the best Alice in Chains song? Ooh. That's a tough one. I mean, it's either down in a hole for me or Rooster. Okay. Wood is a really good song. Mm-hmm. Man in the Box, obviously, but that's kind of the... Kind of mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, I'm going to go between I Stay Away and Bleed the Freak. Okay. Those are my choices. Uh, let's see here. Rob Hadaway, please rank these notable European champions. The British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, D'Lo Brown, Triple H, and the 1-9 2022 Northwestern Wildcats. That is correct. <laughs> Northwestern's only win came in Europe. Therefore, they are European champions this year. I would put Shawn Michaels one. Yes. Was he the European champion when like they first started like moving into DX, yes. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. He was the European Triple H champion. Kind of joined when, in with him in China. He was the European champion when he beat uh, Bret Hart at the Screw Job. Was he? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Pretty sure he was. I if he wasn't, Triple H was one of the two. Because they yeah, had I that match on Raw that where like Sergeant Slaughter was like, "You two have to fight tonight," and they just did like the uh, like the fake thing. And I know what you're saying, fake. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was like put together like that. So. And by the way, for those wondering about Triple H and Shawn Michaels, that's my GIF that I use most weeks. Yes, it is. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, when Sergeant Salter was talking to him and kind of reprimanding him, and mm-hmm. he was like spitting in their face. So they put the little, they put the little windshield wiper like, helmets on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, funny. Rob Hadaway, in the honor, of, in honor of the passing of Kevin Conroy, where does he rate among all time Batpan performers? Kind of difficult because, you know, he never actually played Batman in the suit. You know, he wasn't in the movies or anything like that. But, for I mean, to me, when I hear Batman talk in my head, I hear Kevin Conroy. So He was the, he was the cartoon voice. He was the voice of Batman on Batman the Animated Series and on the Batman Arkham games, which I have all played. Yes, I, didn't, I didn't watch as much of the cartoons, so oh, he, does, he doesn't really... It's funny because, like, I was older when that cartoon came out, but I still watched it, and it's, it still holds up today. And, like I so said, the video games are such a huge part of I, I love playing them. I, I'm going to go give Arkham Knight another run-through uh, soon as a, as a way to – I don't mean – I don't know if you call it honoring Kevin Conroy, but whatever. So, you know, I love Pattinson, this last one. Uh, Christian Bale, obviously, is probably the number one guy, but he's he's right there in the mix just because for so many people, I think, are like me. When you hear the voice of Batman in your head, you hear his voice. That's who I hear when I hear I hear I am vengeance, I am the knight. It's I hear Kevin Conway. So rest in peace. Great guy. Um, also from Rob, last one. My daughter Maggie turns 12 on Wednesday. We're taking her to New York City this weekend. New York City. New York City. Who wants to know what your number one thing to do in New York City would be? I mean, you can make the Michael Scott joke, but I want to get one want to get a slice of pizza. Saboro. Well, I mean, I'd rather get at a good place, but yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to go get me a New York slice. <laughs> what about you? Get to New York. What's the first thing you want to do? Never been. Go to, go to Yankee Stadium? I mean, it's going to be – it would be Yankee Stadium. Yeah. I would also like to go to Broadway and and yeah. see uh, a play or two. Yeah. Musical, whatever. Walking Bully has a question that's maybe very controversial. Let's find out. Is it okay to pee in the shower even if you are married and your spouse uses the same shower? My answer to this question is I hope so. I'm not a fan of peeing in the shower. Sometimes you just got to you just got to go. You what are you going to get out? I mean there's a toilet right there by the shower. You're going to get out of the shower soaking wet to pee. Do it before you get in. What if you're just in the shower and like, "Oh, god, I got to pee." Uh, I mean, I guess technically, like you know, you're washing everything off or whatever. But yeah. go straight down stand the drain. In that. It goes people down the stand drain. In that. Oh, it not always. The There's all it, it mixes with the water and goes down the drain. Uh, I'm. I think it's. I think it's kind of gross. I'm not. We're not going to agree. Well, you're gross. Well, you know what? Then I'll just be gross. All right. Tucker Medlin, what should be done eventually must be done immediately. You both said on Monday you don't think Mississippi State can win big games under Mike Leach. Should he be fired? Eh. I mean, if he goes seven and five this year, he's not he's not gonna be fired. No. I mean we're killing the program here, by the way. I, I you and I both just have no faith in Mississippi Like I, I just feel like and I felt like Pretty much since he was hired, I think whenever his name first popped up, you you and I and Joel were together that night. Mm-hmm. We were at we we're at that wrestling event mm-hmm. in South Haven, AEW, mm-hmm. and I remember telling y'all like I just don't think this is a good fit for Mississippi State mm-hmm. with the new era that's kind of happening with transfer portal and stuff. And I I really felt like he had a ceiling, and it, it's kind of showing right now until it's shown otherwise and so i mean i don't know i mean that's a you're gonna have to pay a pretty healthy buyout to get rid of him but at the same time if you're sitting here going you know you're gonna see this same thing happen next year then i mean sometimes it's better just to go ahead and do it i'm not uh advocating for the guy to get fired i'm just saying right if mississippi state decided to move in another direction i could see the point uh, Mike asks us, can we get to the bottom of the 11 a.m. kickoff this weekend? Leach apparently denies responsibility. Why not a 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock kick? Cohen's parting shot. Tell him Falk. So this is interesting. We were we were told, we were, I was led to believe that Mike Leach had said he wanted an 11 a.m. kickoff. And then, I think, was it you that asked him? No, Steve asked him, I think. And then, so, and Leach denied that. So where did this come from? I don't know. I don't know where. It, I don't know where it came from originally. I don't know why it's that big of a deal anyway for for Mike to deny it. I mean, just say, yeah, we want an eleven a.m. kick. Yeah, it feels like something. Something everybody should have been on the same page. If it was going to be a lie, get on the same page about it. Lies only work when everybody's telling them. I don't know. It's weird. Really weird. Um. Sheldon Nations asks us, the term splinterless toilet paper was trademarked in 1931. How similar is this offense to pre-1930 toilet paper? Ouch. No pun intended. Splinterless? 
So before 1930, it was the, the toilet paper might have splinters in it. Well, it, it does come from trees. I get that. So I guess they just they they just gave you like a strip of the tree. Yeah. And that's what you use. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the poop stick. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I'm 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 the question about the football aspect of this question is irrelevant to me. I want to know more about splintery toilet paper, to be honest with you. Is this not that doesn't seem quite like seedless watermelons to me. No. Doesn't seem I, enjoyable. I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of seedless watermelons mm-hmm. than splinterless. Well, actually, I'm a big fan of splinterless toilet paper as well. But yeah, I yeah. would rather have a, a a watermelon filled with seeds than a splintered piece of toilet yeah. paper. I yeah, guess. I'm with you 100. percent John Jeffrey Nelson wants to know what your what our favorite episode of The Office is. That's a good question. There's so many that I have that I'm trying to. I have. I have two that are that are standing out to me. One, I just I can only watch like the first ten minutes of it. I can't watch all of Scott's thoughts. I cannot. But the scene where Stanley starts laughing at him has it been ten years? That is really funny, really funny to me. But I can't watch the the second part where he goes to see the kids. I, I can't. It's just it is so cringy. <laughs> um, health insurance is one that I always laugh at, like. That is just the most typical boss not wanting to make a tough decision. I love the um, one where they're driving down the uh, road with the GPS and it tells them to turn on and the bear like No, the bear right. No, it means bear right. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, the gift baskets. That's 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 when they were, yeah, that's when they were taking the gift baskets around where their clients. The turtles. <laughs> uh that's a good one. Um the, the salt pretzel day is a good one. I love pretzel day. Yes. Um, and then I'm trying to think, is there another one that just like, uh, that just like really stands out to me? Oh, the one where Andy goes crazy always makes me laugh when he punches the wall. Was Bill yeah. Cause uh, Jim took his phone. That that's always a good one. Uh, also what's the best appetizer you have ever had at a restaurant ever had. Yeesh. God, that's tough. That's I don't know. One, I don't know if I can narrow it down. Just kind of, it's like the office thing. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I'm, trying, it I'm down. trying to think of like the really good restaurants I've been to. Uh, is there something that just stands out? It's like, man, I, I I wish I could have that again. I tell you what, there was a there was a restaurant in Starkville called uh, Portobello's. I remember that. Yeah, the Italian restaurant. Yeah. and they had. I don't know if this is an appetizer, but it was bread. And mm-hmm. it was like the bread with the olive oil dip, yeah. the olive oil, and this that yeah. was to, to me like as a kid that was like that's like oh yeah oh like the I first time that. you I went to an Italian restaurant they did that yeah like the first time I went to Macaroni Grill and they were like yeah. I was like this is the this is the height of luxury and you would just you would just let it sit in there and soak it soak it mm-hmm. up in the bread all right I know what my answer is you, you got me thinking you know what it is and it's free is the best part it comes free with your meal. It's when you go to Dreamland, the original Dreamland, and they give you like six pieces of white bread and a little cup of barbecue sauce. That's the best yep. appetizer there is. Yep, you just eat the bread d- dipped. The in bread the is an edible sauce. spoon to get the barbecue sauce in your mouth. Is what it is. That's, I'm going it's, with that. It's kind of like when when you and Logan met and you were using the bread as a napkin. I didn't have a napkin, so I used to wipe my face with the bread. It worked. <laughs> 
It worked. <laughs> All right, Mike Phillips. Uh, oh, same question. He's asking about the 11 a.m. game. So never mind. We'll move on. Uh, he want, Patrick Williamson wants to know, if the following coaches were Thanksgiving side dishes, what would they be and why? And he gave us five. All right, we'll go with – we can do five. What's Mike Leach? Mike Leach is like ambrosia. He's just weird. We, we, we can we agree? Yeah, my my wife makes like it's not ambrosia, but it's like it's called cherry salad, and it's like cherry cherry pie filling, marshmallows, pecans, pineapple, and whipped cream all mixed together, and it's like they put it on the plate with the turkey, but something yeah. like that. Yeah, something that you know, it's not. It's something that not everybody wants. It's it's weird. It's a it's a very acquired taste. Yeah, to yeah. me, that would be something like you know cranberry sauce because I just don't all really. Right. Well, I think we I think I got another one for cranberry sauce. So Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's the mac and cheese, man. Or he might be the dressing. He he might be the one that everybody's going for. He's the dressing yeah. right now. All right. Get it get it while it's hot. All right. Stoops is the mac and cheese. Just solid, reliable. You can count on it. But it, it's it's like, you know, it's just okay. It's not like the best well, mac and cheese. What I would had, say is that it's better than what you had last year. I, I, so. I know, I know, I know the analogy to make. You ready? Stoops is the mac and cheese. When it's good, it's so good. But when it's bad, it's still just okay. It's still okay, even when it's bad. I don't even know if he's been so good. Oh, like when they've had two 10 win seasons in the last four years. Yeah, but they weren't. There was only one of those teams where you're like, that was a good team. I'm just saying. I'm just he's the mac and cheese. We're gonna go with this. All right, drink very average mac and cheese, but it's it's better than what it used to be. Drink wits is the cranberry sauce, right? Yeah, nobody, nobody really cares if it's. And I, I'm talking about he is the canned, out of the can, still see the ridges of the can in uh, on the plate cranberry sauce. If 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 you just spent like fifteen bucks on the cranberry sauce, that's what he would be. Yeah. Like it, like you. That was you. You really spent fifteen dollars on that? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Grandma, what are you? What are you doing? Sam Pittman, last one. He's the green bean casserole. Okay. He, he's you know he's solid. Everybody more or less likes him, but he's got some flaws. He's got some flaws. The cream of mushroom soup. Nobody wants cream of mushroom soup. That's disgusting. But you got to make it have it to you know to have the the uh, the, uh, the 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 green bean casserole. So That's right. I think Pittman's like the cream of mushroom soup, and then his coordinators are the green beans and the French fried onions. What makes it good isn't the cream of mushroom soup. It's the I other agree. But you got to have it to bind. You got to have it. All he to binds it, it all together. That's right. There we go. There we go. Five. Five is the maximum that we're willing to rank and stuff like that. I'm I'm okay with that. You know, like yeah. if, we, if we can use like I, I thought that was very good there by Patrick. Did good specifying, job specifying specifying just a handful. Not saying name all four. If he had said all fourteen, I would have said no. I would have said you know Saban's the turkey, and we move on. So there you go, Scott Ming. Who do you think State would go get philosophy wise when Leach leaves? I don't think State can go through another philosophy change as drastic as it was with Leach. The good news is. You don't have to go get another air raid guy 
and almost everybody has some air raid concepts, so that'll be familiar. You just gotta get a you just gotta go get a guy who who runs a successful offense in college football today. I want somebody that can adjust to the personnel on the field. It's the key. And his offense is incredibly simple for quarterback and um everybody to get. Mm-hmm. And there's several people out there that can do that, that runs a very successful offense that's fairly simple and that adjusts to whatever personnel it has on the field. That's the best schemes. Mm-hmm. All right. Also from Scott, if you could do it on a road trip and sightsee, where would you go? So where, where, where would you like to see the sights? Uh, I want to go – I've been wanting badly to go to like Wyoming, Utah, Colorado – yeah, that area. That's good. Ever since like Yellowstone popped on, yeah. that's been like my my goal to get out there. That's a good one. I'd like to go up and see some of that South stuff. Dakota. I would like to go to Niagara Falls. I want to see that. Yes, that's something I just I, like to go see. You weren't very far from that when you went to New York, isn't that like around Buffalo? Oh, no. Yeah, but that's like a four or five hour drive to the other side of the state. Oh, is it? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the New York's on the Atlantic there. Ocean, and Buffalo is over there by uh, Ohio, almost. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know the geography up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you know when I went to Pittsburgh, I was like, I would love to go to Philadelphia. It's yeah. like it's like five hours. Or it's something. a long drive. Yeah, you don't. You know, I wonder if people like that. In, I mean, I don't. Know, I guess it's not the same in Mississippi because there's not a lot of huge. But I guess some people might like, be like, you know, oh, I want to go to the coast, and they're like, can we go to Memphis while we're here? And yeah, don't realize it's a five-hour drive. Well, the thing is, the what's what's crazy is like Mississippi looks much bigger, like the land mm-hmm. on a map looks much bigger than a lot of those like northeastern states. But you know, from Startville, which is like you know North Mississippi to the coast, it's like what four hours. That's not really yeah. that bad. No, it's not. I, no. I, can, I can easily make a drive from South Haven to the coast. In half a day, or not even you half could, a day. You could decide on a Friday night that you want to go to the coast, get up at 8, and be there by noon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Mississippi is very easy to get across yeah. and up and down. But it's, it seems like some of those northeast states, like it's a lot further. Yeah, no, I, I don't, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, let's see here. Alex Barham asks, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You can't get to compete in the SEC with a wide receiver group. They can't get separation against anyone but G5 schools, and if they do get open, they drop the ball. Not really a question there, Alex, but we'll take your comment. Uh, is this the worst safety group in MSU history? I don't think the safety group is that bad. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, much I don't see that under, either. Under and Jack the, last couple of years. And the wide receivers, we, we've kind of dispelled that. We've, we've watched the wide receivers in – Almost every play, there's somebody. There, there, there's somebody open. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot when people talk about missed. the scheme. I'm like, it could work. Yeah, if you had the right guy. But there's, there's, I mean, there, there's absolutely some blame on Will Rogers for yeah. a lot of this. I mean, I think there were some posts on our board with some screenshots, and it's a lot easier said than done. I mean, until you get out there and just stand on the field, I mean, it's a lot easier for us to be sitting up in the upper deck almost mm-hmm. and seeing plays develop or, or seeing it on ESPN or whatever. It's a lot different, but there are people open mm-hmm. in the course of just about every play. Yeah. Uh, last one from Alex. Do y'all have something that you're designated every year to bring to the Thanksgiving meal? 
we always have like a family email or something where we say what we're going to bring. It's not really a designation, but you know, my dad's always going to bring, you know, like some kind of meat, turkey, ham, something that he cooks. Mm -hmm. My mom's always going to bring, you know, some dessert and some, some side. My grandmother's always going to have the dressing and the uh, sweet potato casserole. And we've kind of gotten to the point where we we just do like a cheesecake. My wife makes cheesecake. Sounds great. I've, I've told my wife this year, I want the Christmas tree cheesecake. I've, I've we've seen stum- that. We've stumbled across it on TikTok or something. My I saw wife it. Is, my wife right now could start a cheesecake business. That's how good she is. Mm-hmm. It is good. And I've I told her this year that's what I want. I saw the the video of that. To quote Brett Bielema, borderline erotic. Yes. I mean, oh my was, gosh. It, has Logan I, seen a, that? Logan is that's, a, I was Christmas. I was about to say, like, I'm going to have to have a conversation with Logan because. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find that and send it to him. Yeah, he, he's one of those. He's one of those, like, he's got, he's not like the, I need Christmas to happen and before Thanksgiving guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's like, going he to that. He's going to he's put a Santa get the hat on. Trees. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, every year I get a, speaking of cheesecake, you know, my friend Alex, who, who asks questions, I think she has a question later. Every year she makes me a cheesecake for my, uh, for my birthday, but she's just a nice person, right? Well, this year you were at my, uh, my, my summer cookout, right? That we had. Yep. Remember she made the little Boston cream pies? Yes. She's making me a, a batch of those. Ooh. And they're all for me. They're all for they're me. all mine. I can't wait. I'm excited. My birthday is uh it's 15 days from today. Well, happy early birthday. Hey, thank you. Uh, let's see here. The maroon buffoon. Okay. How did you feel about Mark Curls's performance on Saturday? I mean, it's exactly the kind of outstanding top shelf performance I expect from Mark Curls. Just failure at every potential stop. How is he still doing this uh, i feel like we're you watch breaking bad right yeah it's like that scene with jesse like he can't keep getting away with it <laughs> and they keep putting him on mississippi state games it's like a this cruel like, joke he should be like the back judge for like the university of alaska at, at fairbanks at this point <laughs> like he should not be calling sec games it's incredible was he i didn't even pay attention was he white hat no, he was center back. He's a center judge. So he's the guy who talked the ref out of the intentional grounding and the roughing the passer. Of course he did. Incredible. It really is something. That, also, that intentional grounding couldn't have been more of an intentional grounding, by the way. Completely. He, he threw the ball from where it was snapped. <laughs> he was like it wasn't behind a receiver the center. within 40 yards of that ball. And they scored a touchdown, I think, on the next play. Yeah. Yep, they did. State also, was about to get off the field. Also from the Maroon Buffoon, who would win in a game of Madden 2007 between us? I don't know why you picked 07. It's a good Madden, I'm just wondering. Uh, that said, I would win. I, I disagree with that. Well, I mean, there's only one way to find out. Somebody go get out of PS2 and let's get on the sticks. <laughs> you don't want that, was, that was, I think that was Xbox 360 time for me. That's PS2 for me. So. I don't even remember. 06 had Nab on the, on the cover. Was 07 Vince Young? 
Well, I'm I'm about to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Vince. That Young. was uh oh, that was Sean Alexander. I was uh, I was killer on that game. Yeah, me too. But we're playing different consoles, so I don't know how that would have worked. That and that does make a difference. It's a huge difference. The no, X button. Know, it's a weird. Is a, is yeah, different. it's a weird difference. They had it on PlayStation Three. I think PlayStation Three was like going to come out shortly after. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was I was excellent on that game. All right. Trey Adams says there's a lot of talk about the lack of offense in the QB play this year under Leach, and I agree it's hard to watch. But in 2015, in Dak's senior year, under Mullen, we scored 20 points or less four times in in games, one in three in in those games. Is the talent gap just too wide? So I went back and looked, Robbie. First off, college football, and I mean, that's been a seven-year span. It's it's changed. Offense is more explosive now than they used to be. Used to be 28 points was enough to win. Now maybe it's not. But the, yeah, game, I mean, the games he's talking about, the state lost 21-19 to LSU. They beat Auburn 17-9. They lost 30-17 to to Texas A&M, and they lost 31-6 to Alabama. Alabama was the only game where they got manhandled in that, in that game. The rest of those games, I mean, the LSU game was obviously close. They had a couple chances to win it. And the A&M game, I think state had a big turnover early in the second half or something, as I recall that set up an A&M touchdown. I mean, that team, though, outside of Dak, offensively, who did that team have? Uh, They didn't have a a running back. The running back situation is what killed them, I think. Yeah, they couldn't run that year. They were very They had Brandon Holloway. Mm -hmm. And and Ashton Shumpert. Yeah. They They were never really, to me, that A&M game, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. That that was at A&M? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what happened in that game. I remember the one in 2013. A&M got out to a quick start. State had a comeback. Where I think they got within a touchdown, and then A&M just pulled away. I mean, they only lost by 13, but they were the second half, A&M kind of dominated them. That Bama game, they were just they just destroyed State's offensive and line. Nine sacks. Dak couldn't even snap the ball. There was somebody yeah. in his face. Yeah, I remember. That yeah, game. The, the, the running Alabama, game. All of Alabama's touchdowns. I'm going to check. I think all of Alabama's touchdowns in that game were 50 yards or more. State was pretty much running the air raid that year, more or less. I mean, the, they were putting a lot of pressure on Dak to to throw the football. Mm-hmm. They they had stopped running him so much because they wanted to make sure he was healthy. I guess I don't know, mm-hmm. but there was just no semblance of a running game. Oh, gosh. I'm right. I was right. Listen to this. Alabama has four touchdowns in this game, right? And they have a field goal. These are the four touchdowns. Cyrus Jones, 69-yard putt return. Calvin Ridley, 60-yard pass from Jake Coker. Derrick Henry, 74-yard touchdown run. Derrick Henry, 65-yard touchdown run. State actually outgained Alabama in this game, despite those plays. That's incredible. Yeah, they only threw for 100 times. Yeah, he, he was sacked nine times. Dak in the game had 26 carries for 14 yards. Let you know how many Oof. times he was sacked. Does it say sacks on here? Does it have? No, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alabama only threw for 144 yards that day because they didn't have to. Derrick Henry rushed 22 times. This is the other thing. Derrick Henry rushed 22 times for 204 yards. But we just determined that he had 139 yards on two carries. So the other 20 carries, he had... 70 yards. 
So you feel like State did a great job of kind of ha- wrangling him. But that's what this play. that's that's kind of what this team does too. Yeah, they give up. Like big they'll, they'll 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 stop a dude for fifteen times and then they'll break off. State I mean, did a they, great they job against, against Georgia's rush defense, uh, rush offense. Oh. But Lad McConkey had a seventy-yard touchdown run, and, and then a thirty-four-yard. I mean, I'll give up a thirty-four-yard run. I mean, that happens. You're gonna have a one. You're gonna give up one big run in a game. That was the end. Of, that was into the game too. Yeah. It was the last possession. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on. Uh, where are we? Larry Nichols. Am I the only one that's noticed how nonchalant the offense has been playing? No tempo whatsoever. It's almost like they're taking on their coach's attitude. No, Larry, you're not the only one. We 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 feel like we've been talking about that. The tempo is definitely, to me, like an, an issue. issue. It's an issue. Uh, Jay Smith, what's your favorite hot sauce? I don't really use hot sauce that much, but it would probably be like Texas Pete, I guess. Cholula would be mine. That's that's my favorite. Um, is college basketball back in Starkville? It's, let's just... Robbie, let's just let's just play a few more games, shall we? Let's just let's just relax and let's let's see how it goes. Well, you know, I think it would be a good idea for fans to start going to to the games. And I agree really with that. Them. I agree with that. But but to say that it's back, it, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there, it's, it's gonna. And I still think there's gonna be some ups and downs for both teams. So it's not time to start booking your your uh, you know NCAA tournament passes or anything like that. But right. Uh, let's see here. Also from Jay, one more. Uh, what's worse, Leach's press conference timing or his offense? Well, more people suffer as a result of the offense. So let's go with that. Yes. All right. Um, Jonathan Miles. Now, it's, you guys, it's the same question. It's like if they lose the egg ball, what happened? We've already answered it. Um, this is a good question from Carter Bentley. If the rushing and passing yards were reversed, how would the perception of this team and the record be received by fans? So if State had the number six rushing offense, but like the number 80 passing offense, would people be more willing to accept it? Yes. I agree. I agree. If they had if they had right now 2,500 rushing yards, mm-hmm. or whatever their passing yards You're are. Winning more. I mean, they'd be pretty freaking good, I think. They right have 2,900 like uh, rushing yards or passing yards in the season. 2,900 rushing yards in what, like, what's like 8, 850, 900 rushing uh, right now that look. they have? Let me look. You talk while I look. Uh, I mean, I think it would be the, the, the production would be extremely, extremely high for Mississippi State at this point. All right, so State on the season has 3,191 rushing yards, passing yards, and 773 rushing yards. Yeah, if if you reverse that, State is probably close to undefeated. That's probably like a a triple option offense. Yeah. So, well, I mean, let me look. Now now you got me wondering. Hold on. Let's see if I can find this. Is it even possible to have run for that many yards at this point? That's it's gonna. You're gonna have to look at Army, Navy. Uh, hold on, Air Force, somebody like that. One of the service academies. Mm-hmm. I did okay. So 2017, that was a big time rushing team for state, right? 
Mm-hmm. They rushed for 3272 that year and threw for 2170. I mean, so I'm just telling you with the way this offense works, right? Take let's take a thousand yards off of the passing and put it onto the rushing. That team goes undefeated in the SEC with what you can do with what that team was defensively, a 2017 team. They're undefeated if they could run the ball that effectively. So that, yeah. You're talking about averaging 13. You're talking about averaging almost 400 yards rushing a game. I mean, you, you the other team wouldn't have the ball. If if Dan Mullen would have shift would have shifted one year to like when he had uh, Nick Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. if they would have shifted to like a an option style offense mm-hmm. with Fitzgerald and Aries Williams, mm-hmm. Kylan Hill, mm-hmm. I mean, because you're not you're talking about a to- totally different skill set than what you see at these service academies. Right. Like, these are bruising runners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, running the wing tee or something with, with Nick Fitzgerald would be would be really difficult to stop. Yeah, I if agree. They had, if they had, like, an up back that could get in there and, and block, like, you know, out of that out of that offense. I think with, with Nick Fitzgerald running that, that would have been a, a really good offense. I agree. Uh, Alexandra Watson, there she is. Rank the following Reese's because we know they all taste different. Regular cups, mini cups, pumpkins, footballs, and bells. The regular cups are the best ones. That's the one you want. Something about the the ratio of peanut butter to chocolate in the yeah. cup is 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 just perfect. Peanut butter's packed in there really good. Right. I would vote that the mini cups are the worst ones because I feel like it's not enough chocolate and too much peanut butter. The I don't know how great. often I've had the footballs or the bells. Oh, they're out there. I mean, if you Christmas time, that's what you get is the bells. Yeah, I don't. I'm I telling don't you, the, the rest of them aren't right. Is it footballs or eggs? Well, they they do eggs. That's what they do at Easter. I've seen footballs though. Okay, but I so, I don't know if she I, was talking about an egg or if there actually is a football. For some reason, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio in a Reese's. Any Reese's other than the regular cup is not right. It's too yeah. much peanut butter in almost all of them. Agree. Right. So there we go. Marshall Scruggs, he's just going right after it here, man. Is Leach hanging out with a fat little girlfriend before his press conferences that he's always late for? Whoa. Just bring it, Marshall. Bring the heat. Eating a fish sandwich? Uh, also from Marshall, how does – oh, I'm sorry, it's the same question. How does the administration let this slide and support his discipline program? It is interesting to me because those press conferences are televised, are they not? Are they like they're on the SEC Network Plus, right? Yeah. Like, how does that work? My my whole thing about this is I'm I'm not going to go on a rant, and I really, I honestly, I'm used to it at this point. It's just it is what it is, but. If if he had a player show up at practice forty five minutes late, what is his yeah? What is his reaction to that? Right. And I know this is I know we're, I know this is different, but it's it, in the same. It's kind of the same in a lot of ways. If you wouldn't allow your players to be late for something, why would you be okay with yourself being late? Right. If you have something scheduled, why are, why is it always an issue? So uh, you know and. 
obviously not excited to talk about his program, not excited to promote the program, anything like that. So that to me, the people that defend that, to me, it's not it's not us complaining about it to be, you know, we're you know, we think we deserve more than that. It's not about that. You should expect more out of your head coach. Do do you feel like your head coach wants to be sitting in front of people talking about his team when he gets up there and he's just like, ah, oh, whatever questions, let's go. Yeah. Does it sound like he's excited about coaching this program when he does that? Right. So to me, you should be upset about that. You should be mad that a guy that's getting paid $5.5 million that's supposed to be producing wins at Mississippi State does not show up promptly to talk about the, the week ahead. He doesn't discuss anything in, in terms of his team. For the most part, it's all kind of just bland answers until he gets asked something about, you know, candy corn or whatever so to me right. fans should expect more out of their head coach but that's just me i get you uh let's see here kind of already answered that one uh zachary cooey what are our full gear predictions do you think there's any surprises My, the, the main surprise is not gonna be surprised mjf's getting the belt he's going over um is he I, is he supposed to be a baby face or a heel at this point so here's what i'm thinking they're doing i could be wrong I think they're they're teasing this face turn, and then he's going to cheat and win and get the belt and be the heel. Yeah, because I don't know if he works as a baby face. It doesn't work for me. He's too good as a heel. And then they, they have enough guys that are faces, especially when the elite come back, they can send Omega after him. I think the other thing I think is, he asked about a surprise. They're always good for one. This should be around the time Adam Cole's coming back. Yeah. And you can he'll be the face, I think, that goes after MJF first, which should be some fantastic promos if that happens. So that's what I'm yeah, I like for. I like Adam Cole better as a good guy. Yeah, he works. Yeah. So all right. Uh 901 Stark Dog. How about how nice was the block that sprung the punt return from the TD? Not much was said on the broadcast about it. I'm sure the team team will be hyped during film review. We're talking about Simeon Price. Blocked four guys, basically. He blocked a he blocked like a lineman, a huge yeah. guy. Yeah, that that, but, but that block cut off three other guys. Yeah, so and there was another block too. I didn't see. You said it was it was number one, which was Marcus Banks. I mm-hmm. didn't see who it was. It is Banks, yeah. But that was the first block. That's the first that got block. him got him a little room, and then he yeah. got some. He got a head of steam, uh-huh. and Simeon Price sealed off that last. Off the, yeah, exactly. And that's all he needs is a him and Tulu. They need just a need crease. a seam. Yeah. You just give them a little seam, and mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve Mormon says, looking at the 2023 schedule, why should I spend ten to 12000 on tickets, lodging, food, and gas on a Mike Leach team that will probably just win seven games and be 0-4 against Ole Miss? Change my mind. That is the 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 the, the tough sell job that Mississippi State's going to have. If, if State finishes 7-5, and five, selling season tickets is going to be troublesome for Mississippi State. And that's why I keep saying, you know, if he wins this Egg Bowl, I think that you're going to be able to keep this fan base intact. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on board. Because mm-hmm. through all of the frustrations that you would have had watching Mississippi State the last few years, you know, you get frustrated about what you see or whatever. He wins eight regular season games and beats Ole Miss – that's what everybody wanted coming into the season. Yeah. So you can be upset about it, but he got the job done. He won eight games. He beat Ole Miss like everybody wanted him to. You add in a possible bowl win, that's nine wins. 
and that is the best season since 2017. Is that right? They, yeah. they win nine in 2017? They won nine in 2017, yeah. So I, I don't know how anybody could be upset at that point, but that's why that game is so big. Now, he loses that game. I feel like it, everything goes down in the gutter, and, and you start to, to really lose some support within this fan base, and, that's, and he needs support badly. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, another one from Marshall Scruggs. Just straight fire from Marshall here. How confusing is it that Leach is into warfare but shows no ability to adapt, to adapt or do whatever it takes to win? It's like we bring muskets to modern warfare because it worked at one time Some people versus some people in red uniforms. Marshall is furious. Marshall's not a happy camper. You know, can't blame him. Can't blame him. It is what it is. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to scroll up a little bit here. Uh, we're still scrolling here. All right, Paul Barrett asks us, rank these jobs by how much you can completely screw up and still keep the job. Meteorologist, journalist, sports official, brain surgeon, engineer. The 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 room for error is low with brain surgeon and engineer. Yes. I'm going to say engineer good. is the one that has the least because engineers design bridges, right? Yeah. So that, I mean, those things have to be sturdy. A brain surgeon screws up, one person dies. A bri- an engineer screws up, hundreds of people are going to die. And, and the other three are wrong a lot. I would say journalists, if you really blow it on a story, you will lose your job. You can lose your job, or it will be tied to you forever. How do you rest your life? So let's say journalists third, the weatherman. The, they got a free, they got a free pass. And then the officials. I mean, nobody even questions them. Yeah. So that's how, that's the ranking. Uh, let's see here. Colton Watson asks, what's the score of that football game if it was officiated fairly? I think something like 31-23 or 34-20 Georgia. UGA has 17 points. The straight-up shouldn't have happened. Not saying the offense looks any better, but I bet we'd feel better. Well, as long as we feel better. Um, I, I, mean, think yeah, it's, I think it's much closer. I mean, they, the closer. game, If say they, got, they were down 14 14- to three mm-hmm. was it fourteen three or fourteen nothing when that fumble happened? I think it might have been fourteen nothing. Uh, no, it was ten. It was because they they went up ten nothing, didn't they? They scored a touchdown and then they kicked a field goal. That that might be correct. I can't remember. Right. Anyway, state was state. If the offense, imagine the offense drives down the field right there and scores. Even gets a field goal, which they did on the following drive. Mm-hmm. Then that's whatever it was, seven to three or whatever. It's a totally, to me, a totally different game. How that plays out, mm-hmm. and then you had, you know, the intentional grounding that that wasn't. You had uh, what was another play that they had that was that was a terrible call. Um, um, well, on the on the McConkey run, there's a really clear block in the back. Yeah, block really in the clear. back there. So it, all that stuff piles up, and you just kind of lose faith at that point. Yeah, I agree. But they scored. There were there were three or four times where they ended up scoring on a drive that there was like a drive changing penalty, yeah. Yeah. either a penalty or a something that call. wasn't called. Right, right. Yeah. Right. We truthfully say that we're just mad at the Kentucky still, but do you think we'd also be less upset if we had played Auburn to the exact same score but moved the ball consistently the whole time? 
Or what if Ra Ra catches that touchdown Saturday and we put up 27 on the nation's best defense? Are we close that are we that close to a satisfactory season? Yes and no, is what I say to this, Robbie. Because okay. the Kentucky game still stands out. Then it, then it's like, so hold on, we can score 27 on Georgia, but we can't score but 17 on Kentucky. But that's another thing, like if that that's what's frustrating is that people come in, in there yesterday it was said, you know, it's Mississippi State, and I think we've even said it on on here before, and now I've I've completely turned away from that mindset of, you know, Mississippi State just needs to be happy with with seven wins, mm-hmm. seven or eight wins, and that's about it. But in the last two years, state could have easily won nine or ten games last year mm-hmm. had they taken care of business against you know, Memphis, LSU, Arkansas, right there, that is, if you win two of those three games, that's nine wins in the regular season plus potentially a bowl game for a chance to win ten games last year. Mm-hmm. This year, you have your team could have won nine games in the regular season again, mm-hmm. potentially ten, mm-hmm. if you take care of business against Kentucky and LSU. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm over the you know Mississippi State can't do this. They're close enough that they could do that with Mike Leach as the head coach, with an offense that's been completely one-dimensional for the most part. The, the games that they're losing, with the exception of these games against Bama and Georgia, the games that they're losing are almost 100% their fault. Mm-hmm. They're doing something that's keeping them from winning the games. Yeah. It's not that Mississippi State's not talented enough. It's that, and I keep seeing that. And well, the, the talent gap—you could do better with more talent, but State's talented enough that they could have nine or ten wins, right? Right in the last two years. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jason asks, "So Lane going to Auburn? I mean, a lot of smoke, but it's 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 so early. I I, I don't know. That feels don't know much... like smoke. That feels like smoke. It's in so early. Fire. The fact that there's two games left." Makes me think that that it's not as real as people want it to believe it is. Um, is January seventh the biggest game of the season for Jan? Seems that Howland's biggest problem was he couldn't win the first Ole Miss game. That's a huge game. That's also I mean CBS national television audience. Hopefully you can have a good crowd at the hump. It should be because it's Ole Miss. People will show up for that. If you win that game, everybody's going to be so happy. Maybe they can break the one three one press. Robbie, I swear to God, I hadn't even thought about that. I may, I may get kicked out of the stadium for cheering in the media area because if they break the one three one press, I'm gonna be like, "See, it's not that hard." <laughs> oh God! Uh, one thing El- just completely derails Mississippi State every single year. Yeah. Uh, Elmer Fudd has a question. Should I read you the question in the Elmer Fudd voice? Yes, you should. Right. Should a stipulation be added to the Egg Bowl? Say that State loses on the final possession, like 38-31. Is Leach's seat still as hot as it should be? His offense finally delivered, but the defense just can't hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I need more points than 38-31. If they lose like 49-45, I'm cool. Yeah. Right, like, all right, finally, I could say the defense lost the game. Yeah, and that would be like the first time that you've said that. 
I would be so mad if they lost that game 49 for me. Like, they finally got the offense, and now. Ah. I know. That would be a Mississippi State thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that there's going to be any kind of uh, things. Do you want me to read the rest of the questions like that or just that one? Uh, I think one's good for okay. me. Steve Vincent says, gentlemen, I have an important query. The debate has raged for decades. Today we settle it. Is it pecan or pecan? I'm pecan. It is pecan. Anyone yeah. who says pecan is an idiot. All right. Pecan. Yeah, also pecan the, kind of bothers me. It does. What is the best Thanksgiving dessert all time? Uh God, well, it's got to be a pie, right? Yeah. Thanksgiving has to be pie. Although I'm I'm leaning towards cheesecake this year, like I said. Uh, so you should do like, me, like cho- cheesecake or something. Chocolate pie. Love chocolate pie. Um, very good. Yeah. Pecan uh, pie. I love pecan pie. Yeah. Are you a pumpkin pie kind of person? No. Potato pie. Not, not really. I'm n- neither really, but I would much prefer sweet potato. Okay. I did you know that. It was like 2019, mm-hmm. 2018, maybe. First mm-hmm. time I'd ever had a sweet potato. I had never eaten anything sweet potato in my entire life mm-hmm. until I was about 29, 30. But now it's one of my favorite things on earth. Well, there you go. And I have family that have a farm in Bartimaeus. Well, I didn't know that. Yes. There you go. Uh, Jace Caldwell says, 10 years from now, are we going to look back and always wonder what Tulu, he says Rufus, but Rufus is in the slot, what Tulu would have been if they had been put in the slot? Uh, there could be. I mean, there's going to be some of that, like with the whole Brandon Holloway thing. Yeah. Uh, like, like if they had used him effectively, you know, how would it have gone? Uh, let's see here. Shelby Beach. Kind of a three-part question, but it's all the same thing. Is Mississippi State cursed in the passing game? Since Moorhead, there have been key drops or poorly thrown passes that have cost State games. You could argue that one or two plays in about five or six games in that stretch would have swung those games out of the way. What would be the source of this curse? How does State break it? Well, I mean, you go back beyond those, right? Moorhead Mullins' teams had critical drop passes. It's the fact that there are Indians buried under the stadium. Mm-hmm. And, Apparently, you know, we got to get them out from there. So. Is, how do you break it? I don't know. I thought you would have thought hiring Mike Leach would have been enough, but it's not. Uh, yes. Let's see here. Because we, 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 we even said before the season, like, State's not going to drop passes because that's mm-hmm. like their thing. And it's been as rampant as ever. Mm-hmm. All right. Jay in Baltimore, I continue to try to figure out if the air raid can work in the SEC with the right quarterback and what's the best fit. What is State's record if the following are under center this year? Bryce Young. Well, he's single-handedly propping up Alabama right now. Yeah, probably. Let's assume Bryce – let's just assume you have a clone, right? So Bryce Young is still at Alabama, but you also have Bryce Young. Does that make sense? So I don't want to change the the opponents. I think State would be 8-2. and They've they've lost to Bama, Bama and Georgia and, and, and Georgia because he's he's going to be able to get you out of the pocket, extend mm-hmm. plays. He's got the arm to chunk it down the field. Stetson Bennett, same, uh, probably two. the same. Eight and two, okay. Yep. Uh, Will Levis probably lost another game. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what is it? Six I, and four. I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm off the. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm leading the train on getting Will Levis off the track. Yeah. Bo Nix. This year's Bo Nix. Yeah, at Oregon. Yeah. Probably seven and three at worst. He might have still yeah, lost. Maybe one more year. win. Yeah. And then Nick Fitzgerald. This is I love Nick, but not a, not a, not, offense, an a, not an accurate enough passer. They'd have three or four wins probably. It wouldn't work. It would really be square peg round hole. Now, if he, you know, if he is, if this is Dan Mullen running this team this year, oh, different story. Different story. And this offensive line with Dollar Bill and Ken Cam Jones leading yes. the running block, yeah, Cole Smith, Cole Smith, yeah, much different. Uh, Colby Keller asks. Uh, since the SEC championship game is now set, are there any original teams from the West that have never been to Atlanta? I think we're down to just one team. Ooh, so all right, we know Alabama. LSU obviously going this year. Auburn yep. has a national title. They've clearly gone. Mississippi State's gone. We all know that. Arkansas. Oh, yeah, Arkansas's been. They've gone a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just Ole Miss? That I think that is that's who I'm thinking that's of. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ole Miss is the only team that's never been. Very good. Uh let's see here. I, the number of questions we got that are basically if he loses the egg bowl, do you fire him? Or is astounding. That's like the fifth one. Well, it's uh, everybody is thinking yeah, this right now. The same thing. Uh rumbling bully. The men's basketball team looks much better offensively than I expected. How much of that is defense leading to energy and confidence? I think offensively they 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 haven't been that impressive at all. But well, they've they've been more impressive than I, I thought. Guess I agree good. with him. Yeah, that I didn't expect them to be able to shoot the three ball. Yeah, and they've actually what he's shown some ability. Good question. The defense does lead to offense when you play yeah. well defensively and you get turnovers. It, it sets up easy buckets. I thought the same thing for the women the the other night. They were able to when they were able to get out and transition, and they were able to press a little bit. Mm-hmm. Their offense was significantly better. I mean, that's just how it, it goes, really. Yeah. Uh, our friend Matt Caldwell asks: Last night for my birthday, my wife made fried chicken, homemade mashed potatoes, pink-eyed purple hulls, cream corn, homemade mm-hmm. biscuits, gravy, and a sakatumi cake. What is your go-to birthday meal? First off, wow. It looks so good. You pull that off on a Monday too, is what he's saying. That's fantastic. Um, you know, he gets biscuits, tomato gravy, and bacon every single Friday before uh, football game day or on football know. game day. Yeah, she, she makes it, them. His wife? Yes. Oh, yes. She, every single every single Friday before, like on football game day, that's what she makes. He gets biscuits covered in tomato gravy and bacon. Wow. Um. Yeah. I normally go. Uh, out we, to we've eat. said before that Matt married a saint. Yes, yes. So I normally go out to eat. We normally go to Umi. So I just tear up a bunch of sushi and then get the hibachi. Um, but I will take that plate right there. I would. My wife from other meals. This is a weird recipe she came up with one time. But it's like stuffed shells. But they're not. It's not like Italian stuffed shells. It's stuffed with like chicken and cheese, and she makes like a cheesy chicken gravy over the top. Sounds they're good. good. They're good. That's what. That's usually what I ask for. So. My wife has perfected uh, Mexican. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like she makes her own Mexican rice. Oh wow! 
Um, she's the the other day she made chicken tacos and oh my gosh, yeah, awesome. I was happy. I had some, I had some leftovers. So I could have them for lunch. All right, let's get through these last few questions here. Uh, Tyler Nelson, I'm currently at the orthopedist for a torn ligament in my knuckle for trying to wrangle a three year old at bedtime. A month ago, a fifteen my fifteen month old gave me hand, foot, and mouth disease. Causing what? open blisters on my tongue and throat. What's the worst sickness or injury caused by your child? First off, holy crap, dude. My, my, daughter's had, my daughter's had hand, foot, and mouth twice, but I never got it. Ooh, I've never, no, I haven't been close to that. Also, I mean, I've gotten like a, a the cold or a flu from them. That's That's it. I don't think my daughter, I mean, knock on wood, I don't think she's ever given me anything. She's been a really healthy kid. How do you too. Tear, your, tear a ligament in your knuckle trying to yeah, get a three-year-old? Tell that crazy. kid to get in the bed, and that's it. Jeez. On there. Uh, Ryan Nelson, the forecast for the Egg Bowl now rainy and cold. What should the spread be for that for, with that forecast? Oh, no. I got to see what the, the, the Arkansas does to Ole Miss this weekend. If Ole Miss wins easily... Seven, maybe eight, they're favored by. If Ole Miss loses, it probably drops down to like four or five. You need that to be a, a, a dry night there. It's not going to be from the looks of things. Not um, good. Also from Ryan, is Alabama undisciplined this year, or are they finally feeling the wrath of bad officiating? They're undisciplined. They are undisciplined. This is not your usual Alabama team. This yeah. is the first time where I where I've I've joked about it, but this is the first time where I've really felt like the dynasty's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of run its course. There there's some cracks showing in the foundation, finally. We'll see. Jeffrey Chancellor says, I make the following statement and I stand by it. Papa John's honey barbecue wings are highly underrated. As a former employee, what are your thoughts on them? And what is there another food item that you prefer from a chain rather than a mom and pop? Uh, I was not a huge fan of the honey chipotle wings. Uh, my favorite wings were to make that you can't order because they're not on the menu was to mix the garlic parmesan sauce and the buffalo sauce. That made the best wing, but you can't order that. I guess you could order that. You can order garlic parmesan wings and ask for a side of buffalo sauce and then make it happen. Um, that said, is there something that you go to a chain and you're like, this is better than you can get anywhere else? I'm trying to think. Mm. I'll tell you this. The, it's, there's, it's, so there's a lot of burger places. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Like, I mean, if a five guys burger or a Culver's burger is is as good as any other place you can get a burger. Yeah. Uh it's not really a big chain, but you know, you know the Papa's restaurants, they're big in Texas. Yes. The Mexican one, Papacitos, their fajitas are as good as any Mexican restaurant you'll find. Yeah, I've been to Papacitos. So and then is there anything else? I mean, is there like a pizza place? That's nah, mom and pop pizza is usually better. So nothing, nothing else is, is coming to mind. Uh, Drew Massey. If Mississippi State had to fill have a fill in coach in any sport, who would be state's equivalent to Cadillac Williams that the fan rally, could rally around and and support? So for football, who is that? See, like if they had fired Leach mid season. And Chad Bumpus were here. That could be yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, if it has to be somebody that's already on staff, maybe the only person you could do probably would be Tavez, Tavez Calhoun or yeah. no, Jamar Cheney. Jamar Cheney last year would have been that guy. Jamar Cheney would have been great. Yeah. He would have fit the exact 
mold as Cadillac Williams. Former player still has a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are all good options. He mentions Mangum for bas- for baseball and Charles Rhodes for basketball. I would love to see Coach Charles Rhodes. Derek Zimmerman was on staff a couple of years ago. That could have been he could have been that kind of guy. Yeah, he's kind of moving up the ranks, I think. Yeah. And then last one from Drew. If you guys do a live Twitch feed, can Sparky three nine uh, that's Ryan Sparks and himself be included on that? Drew, I hope you're ready for this answer. No. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it to the professionals. And uh, you guys are welcome to start your own Twitch channel. But uh, (laughs) if we do one, it's just going to be me and Robbie. Or just me. That's how that's going to be. No offense. Nobody wants just, just one person, though. Yeah, I don't think so either. So we'll figure it out. All right. Tomorrow's show, back to talking about the Egg Bowl. And then we will not have a... I'm not even going to worry about three P's, but we will not have a Friday show uh, this week. No Friday uh, thunder and lightning. You want a prediction? State wins by 40. There you go. Pain. Pain. For all of us. Probably so. All right, guys. Have a great uh, Wednesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.